one episode 41 of slam city guys it's raymond moore here mr mech uh we just had to go straight into this because well it's breaking, breaking news. news yeah breaking news of course and one of, it's two of them actually but we're gonna start off with one because one of them just really cracked me up because <laughs> i'm just like are you kidding me with this guy but basically you know lavar nike ideas on the armor all pass up on lavar bond is ridiculous um you know Offer, offer to yeah offer? yeah I don't know is it an offer I mean he want to offer to co-brand because he wanted to sign his big ball brand whatever and they all pass up on that because well why wouldn't any other company wouldn't pa- would pass up on that well the reason is because it's a ridiculous offer like why are you giving something that hasn't been in existence yet when your son is even that great like that I mean it's just ridiculous the way this guy operates he's a he's a true promoter like he will be perfect in the WWE because he actually will like you know promote people up and like hype them up and then they lose or whatever but this isn't WWE this is real life if his sons <laughs> were wrestling yeah he would be, be like perfect Bobby Heenan this yeah would be, this would be great for him Paul, unfortunately yeah his sons are trying to be in the NBA and they are not proven products yet at all not to mention the fact that the one who we're the one who you're trying to form this deal around now now don't get it twisted Winning solves everything. Exactly. The day may come when all three of these companies have to tuck their, you know, have to eat crow and come back, come crawling back on their hands and knees to come accept that deal from him. That that day may come because if his son turns into like the next LeBron, then yeah. But dog, yeah, as it as it stands right now, your boy got wiped out in college. B. He couldn't get UCLA. To the big dance and to the final four at least, final, yeah, like that. Even that didn't happen. So you really don't have any ground to stand on, other than your nonstop promotion. Your son doesn't even have a personality. We we don't even. All I've ever seen him do on first take was sit there and be quiet. No hoodie. While his father ran his mouth. So, and and tell him the rest of the part as far as the designing was concerned. Well, the one thing I heard was that. And we were talking before, you know, one of our bosses here, but, you know, he was telling me that they were trying to do a shoe design and it would be their shoe only. And then a part about also um, this whole Facebook thing, like, oh, you know, maybe they're going to sign maybe with Facebook now because, you know, th- these brands let them go. And I'm just like, well, I don't think you can create your own shoe yet until you actually prove yourself on the court. <laughs> I mean... Most players, when when they prove themselves on the court, they get their own shoes. At least maybe two or three years into the league, depending on on their status and everything. Like Damian Leonard and John Wall, of course, these point guards. Stephen Curry, you know, it took a while for him to get his own things, and then he started to bl- blossom and you know became this big star and everything, and he got mm-hmm. his own stuff. But people didn't even see that coming until it happened. Yeah, yeah, that no one saw. Does Curry Isaiah coming. Thomas have a, have a shoe yet? Mm, I I don't no, I don't think he has a shoe. Does yet. Blake Griffin have one? I think Griffin has, yeah, Griffin, Griffin definitely I know Durant's got one. Yeah, Durant was on KD's, yeah. Did Melo get it? Melo's with Nike. Yeah, Melo. I mean, Melo's with uh, Jordan. Jordan. Yeah, right. Melo's got his own shoes. Paul's got his own shoes. Of course, LeBron got his own shoes, and Kobe and these guys. But when you have a player that's coming out, you know, you got to prove yourself on the court before you get your own shoe. They didn't have him as rookies. Exactly. I don't think anybody had him as rookies. No, not as rookies, no. Was they, there ever a Tim Duncan shoe? There was a Tim Duncan shoe. There was? There was. I, I was reading on conflicts, actually. Too. That's amazing. It, it was interesting. I was like, Tim Duncan got his own shoe, but reading the one never talks about it. But they actually look nice, too. Like, I just, wish I had one. Just like Tim Duncan. Yeah. <laughs> like, his shoes match the man. 
but they look real real nice they're kind of dope but nobody ever talks about them. yeah but then i'm just saying like you look at those big stars that have shoes and you look at this kid which is coming out doesn't even doesn't even he's not even on the court he hasn't even been drafted by a team and we don't even know what he is going to be like in his first year and yet this, this father brags about him getting a shoe imagine if he didn't go number one Imagine if he didn't go number one. Imagine if if Lonzo Ball and I, I hate saying his name now. I just hate Lonzo. Like that is not a name. No one names an innocent child L O N Z O Lonzo. Yeah. Imagine if Alonzo Ball managed to go like imagine he was like pick fifth because teams just did not want to deal with his father. Or it just really slips away. And like no one picks it because of that, because of, he might go top number ten or eleven. Yeah, something like that. Like imagine he slides smooth out of the top five, and like into the bottom half of the top ten. Oh my god! Could you imagine? Just because every that? organization is like, nope, 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 don't want the headache, don't need it that bad. Nope, I'll get another point guard. Nope, I can get another shooting guard. Nope, 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 nope. Except the next probably, for all we know, <sighs> they might pick him just because of that. <laughs> Dude, he might be a better. I'd take him as a GM over. I'd take his father over as a GM <laughs> over over Phil Jackson. Oh right God, there. man! Don't get me started. Well, you know, it's funny. I mean, ESPN, uh, Darren Ravel, he said, uh, "Never in the history of modern day shoe endorsements have the big companies all stepped away from a potential top pick nearly two months before the NBA draft." But the proposal of Lavar, who has been representing Lonzo on the deal, was offering also had no precedence. Basically, you know, it was ridiculous. And then now he's trying to look for offers now in China, China, um, in China. Try and go to these Chinese brands and see if they get a sign offer from there. But you know, you gotta just back up what you say in the court before you do something like this. Because now, we even said this before, the pressure's gonna be on him to succeed in the, in the NBA. Because you hyped him up saying, "Oh, he could be better than Stephen Curry. Oh, he could be better than Jason Kidd. Oh, no, what? He could be better than Jordan or Magic Johnson or this and that." I'm like, you gotta be on the court first, though. You know, talk you, is you cheap. You think? You think your son is playing with a bunch of kids? He's grown men. Yeah. You don't even know what system he's going to be in yet. Like, you don't even know if he can adapt to the system. Isaiah Thomas has been in the league for years before he blossomed and turned into the guy who's, like, holding down the Celtics almost Mm single-handedly. Stephen Curry, he, there was a time he had a Nick jersey on before he actually, like, you know, got, ended up on Golden State. Yeah. And then he went through ankle injuries, and people weren't even sure he was going to be able to stick around yeah. before he turned into the mad bomber that he is now. Klay Thompson wasn't really that big of a deal before. Like, a shot release in college, you look at it right now to the NBA, it's completely different. Dude. Like, it's quicker than you, ever before. You have to chill. Yeah. You have to chill. I mean, if you put out feelers, I, I think I see what the plan was now. The plan was to get so much hype. Yeah. That when it was time to rock and roll, they would want to bank on the hype. The problem is, these companies don't need your hype. And I believe they know you'll be there when they're ready to come back around. And your deal is just ridiculous. Like, your whole offer is just One billion dollars deal for his sons. All his sons to sign with one of these, these uh, shoe companies. I'm just like, come on, man. You know, you got to be better than this. You're a parent. You're a man. You should know this already. You can't be doing all this. I know you want to take care of your sons and all this and that, but they got to prove themselves. And, you know, just just, just got to stop talking. How about that? Yeah. Just, just shut yeah. up. Dude. 
dude. Shut up. You're ruining your career. You're ruining your son's careers right now if you keep doing this. I think the damage is done. I think we're, you I think think we're beyond. You think his career is over? No, I don't <laughs> think his career is over. I think Lonzo is going to get on the court, and we'll flesh it out then as far as like what his skill set is, yeah. what, his, what his skill level is, and determine if he's going to what, what level of star he's going to be, right? But, you know, there's the Blake Griffin, and then a step up above him is the Durant, and then a step up above that is like, you know, LeBron slash Curry, you know, it, how, however you flesh it out, however you, but you see there's, there's levels to it. There's, you know, there are good players, really solid players, and then there are players who are like franchise level. There are all the guys I just mentioned, they're all franchise level players. They're the players you build around. We have to see which one of those guys he's going to become. Is he a franchise player that you start picking people to be around him, or is he a very good complementary piece I think it's a complimentary piece, in my opinion. Well, I mean, we got to see that. Yeah, that too, yeah. But the, my point is, when I say I think his, I think it's already done, I think the damage is done, I think his father has already set a precedent to where people are not going to want to deal with him, deal with his son, because of him. And I think that, I think Nike, Under Armour, and Adidas all just kind of put down the gauntlet and was like, they, they've set the precedent. They've set the precedent. Like, yeah. this is how we're going to deal with him. We're going to shun him until we absolutely don't have a choice. And even then, we may, like, you know, we don't know what it's going to be like down in the future. But I think all the other companies, all the other possible endorsements are all going to take, take a cue from the big three. Nike, Adidas, and Under Armour are the big three when it comes, they to, are. When it comes to sports equipment. But how will you rank them in order? Who is number one right now? You think it's Nike stuff? Ah, uh, yes, but I think Adidas is way closer so than they were. One A, one B. Yes, yes. What yes, about Under Armour? Number two, three. Uh, I would only put them at number two because I'm not sure who would go at number two if they were number three. Now Jordan is part of Nike, though, right? Am I correct? That, I, I count I, him I, as Nike. You count him as Nike, yeah. So I don't count him on his own. I count him as long as Nike is still selling yeah. Jordans. They're probably going to sell Jordans. I mean, this guy's a billionaire, and he has to own the team, and he's still making a lot more money than everybody. That's my point. Like, I, I will always accredit Nike with Jordan, or Jordan with Nike. So that's 1A and 1B to me. Do you know how much money Jordan would be making now if he's playing in the NBA, though, right now? He'd be making at least $40 million a year. I guarantee you he'll be making $40 million a year. And people wouldn't even care because that's like... He, he knows you know he was you gonna expect from Jordan every year. So mm-hmm. if he signed four million a year. That's not even like a rip. That's not overpaying him. You might be you thinking mean underpaying. Fifty? No, no. I mean it's prime. And it's prime right now. He's playing in this era with with the money going up, with the cap going up. He could be paying. He could be paid forty million a year. Something like that. I think that. it is prime. He was in game paid like twenty something. Like you know, he was he was pretty much the highest paying player in his time, but not I, like this money. I think he still might be in this in this day and age. Yeah, I think he still might be the highest paid player. I think he I think he top out Mike Connolly's contract. I mean, he, he's done terrific things on the court. Like I know people think, brag about LeBron this and that. Like he's he's great and he's go and he could be top five for all we know even right now or what he's doing. But what he did in his prime was impressive too. I mean, this guy averaged like thirty two eight and eight one year. LeBron does that like twenty six and eight and eight, but efficient. Not, not to mention tougher than a coffin nail. Yeah, and you know a, a beast on defense. Like, everybody nature. forgets that. Yeah. yeah, everybody forgets that defensive. Defensive player of the year. 
LeBron, like, LeBron, yeah, LeBron, it, LeBron ever won that? Because people it, brag about his def- defensive prowess. I'm like, I don't know, I've seen one defensive player even once. Nah, one or two blocks at the rim does yeah. not cut it. Yeah. Jordan never took a night off. He never he never phoned it in. You know what I mean? A yeah. player like that, like with with we're talking Russell Westbrook levels of like durability and drive on the court. Yeah. In like a six six body. You know what I mean? Like a big, big shooting guard who just so happened to be able to jump out of the gym. Forty eight inch vertical leap. Right. And palm the ball. Yeah. So your shot was never safe around him. No point guard, no two guard, your shot is not safe. Who actively defended all five positions if he if he had to. And we're talking about defending the the four and the five in the days of Carl Malone and Patrick Ewing and Hakeem Olajuwon, like we're not talking about defending scrubs. We're talking about defending yeah. top fifty all-time players. I mean, most of the time he's saying like one, two, three, sometimes four and five for Jordan, but usually just one, two, and three. And you know how LeBron's defending one through five now because now everybody's like power forward playing centers and you know stretch floor. Yeah, and all but that's that. and that's with the alternating. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think Jordan would actually have a problem if you can jump higher than the center can. I don't, block his could, shot. I don't see why you couldn't challenge that shot. And 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 they know it. He did dunk on Matumbo. Dunk on Patrick Ewing. He dunked we, we all. Which, which was like Patrick yeah, I know, which that was, was like soul stealing. I'm just yeah. I mean, for a Knicks fan, it was like oh god, but then yeah. it was incredible when you looked at it. I mean, but I mean, but what are you gonna do? Like, he spin on Starks and then he went in and then he dunked on him just like nothing. Even he jumped over him. I see. But here's the thing. I didn't feel bad for Ewing when that happened. I think Ewing knew anyway what was gonna come. Yeah. Like, he dunked on everybody. At one exactly. point, he was gonna get dunked on. That to me, that's kind of like, I don't know. It's kind of like getting beat up by Chuck Liddell. <laughs> it's like, dude, you should almost be like Anderson Silva just decided to yeah. beat you up. Like you should almost be honored. It's almost a privilege to say I went toe to toe with that guy. Did you win? Of course I didn't win, but it happened. Like you know, it's like Jordan dunked on me. Although the best dunk I've seen before was um, Vince Carter on Alonzo Morning. And like a few Twice years ago, the yeah, boat, yeah. Where he, Boy, he just flexed yeah. up and he went like, it really was looked so easy that dunk. It was like that ridiculous, man. Vince Carter has the best in-game dunk in NBA history. Even at forty years old, he's dunking like yeah. a, effectively. I'm like, wow, this guy's really athletic. Like of of all time, yeah. the best in-game dunk of all time. The one he did at the Olympics. I don't think I there will. I don't seven three, ever yeah. Be, you you jumped over a seven three center, Frederick Weiss. And, and banged it on him. Like, I don't think there will ever be a better dunk than that. Or, or, or whatever time Tracy McGrady dunked on uh, Sean Bradley in the playoffs when he's like 7'5 or something. Yeah, McGrady just dunked on him. And they were cousins. They really should have stuck it out, man. They really should have figured McGrady it out. McGrady knew when I mean, he was a dunk contest with him, he lost. He's like, oh, I already lost. I already know. Just, that's how good Vince Carter is. <laughs> they should have figured that out. But speaking of, speaking of people who need to figure things out, I'm wondering what... Uh, Larry Bird's going to be doing now. Yeah, because we heard today, too, that he's stepping down now as the Pacers' uh, president. So that means, for all we know, Paul George is going to be traded and the Pacers are going to be in a rebuild. Mm-hmm. And all that signing that they did from Jeff T to Al Jefferson is becoming a complete waste, in my opinion. Or the trade, even for T and everything. But it's going to be interesting to see what the Pacers are going to do because they did get swept by the Cavaliers, even though they should have won game three, they should have won game one. 
um, those are the games that they should have won because if they won that would have been a completely different series. For all we know, they would have been it would have been two two or three two whatever. But yeah, that game three is gonna haunt them because they were up by twenty five and he came back and it's yeah, ridiculous, ridiculous, man. Although LeBron had a ridiculous ass uh, crossover. Mm-hmm. On uh, Monte Ellis when he's trying to he's gonna he's gonna pass it to Kyle Culver he just crossed him up he did a hesitation and then crossed him over and got a dunk like that's crazy I mean LeBron is LeBron yeah he's gonna go off you know what I mean and not to mention I, you know what I this is gonna sound a little foul it's gonna sound like I'm a little bitter but I'm just gonna say this and put this out here I wonder in the heads of a modern NBA player do you hesitate. Does the presence of LeBron make you hesitate? Not because you can't guard him, not because he's unguardable, but because you know if you're aggressive on defense, he's gonna get called. He's gonna, you're gonna get called for a foul. Some players can do that. Some players aren't. Like for instance, the Warriors and Spurs, they know how to deal with LeBron. You know, it's tough. A certain level. I know, but it's tougher. They even said like it's tough, of course, because he's like you know great and everything. But they know that they gotta be careful with him when they defend. Like the Draymond Greens of the world, equal dollar. Sometimes mm-hmm. Thompson, sometimes sometimes uh, Sean Livingston and Spurs. You got Kawhi Leonard, of course. You had Danny Green who can defend him pretty well. Like those guys, they I think they already know how to defend LeBron. It's just really about if you get to get a call or not. Because you know how Draymond Green, every time he complains about every call, so he faces LeBron, you know he's gonna get some dumb call and he's gonna complain about that, or even equal Dollar or Thompson or whatever. But I loved it when Draymond made fun of LeBron flopping. <laughs> I love, I love that he did that herky jerky move. Because he knows he, he flopped for that. Everybody knew that. Except for the refs. And the referees thought it was like a, a collision, like it was flagrant, like really it was flaky. He just ran straight at him. What you want him to do? He was trying to get the ball too, and LeBron just went like that out of nowhere. Come on, B. As big as you are, 6'9", six, like six, 260 what? pounds or whatever. Yeah, almost Come on. 300 pounds. And you just, Draymond Green makes you, like, fall to the floor like you've been hit with a taser. Come on, bro. I think Green's like the Dennis Robin, if anything, of this decade, the way he does stuff and all this antics and stuff. But come on, you know, come on, LeBron. You're, you're better than that. But, yeah, like, it's just for the Pacers now, Question is now when's Parker's gonna get traded? To get traded before the draft or after the draft? Hmm, that's a good question. I I don't know if you're a team who can. Okay, Paul George p- plays what the three? <laughs> yeah. Um, who can use a good three right now? Oh, we said the Clippers, Celtics. Contenders, the contenders right? really not anybody that's the Wizards. Like, Wizards, the Wizards could definitely take it. Oh, my. hey, wait a minute, the, wait a minute. The Wizards. Wait a minute. The Wizards with Paul George. John Wall. I got to grow and, tight, and Bradley Beal. Tight too, yeah. Ooh, wait a minute. Hold on, Nene at the five. He's still. Yeah, watch out with the Wizards, man. I'm telling. They meet up with the Cavaliers in the, in the finals. Oh no, the, the, the Cavs got some problems. They got problems. The Cavs. Man. The Cavs have. The Cavs have problems. I think I think the Celtics or the Wizards are entirely capable of handing L's to the Cavs the way that the Cavs are playing defense because they're not going to miss those shots that um they're not going to miss the shots that the Pacers miss. Yeah, like that's just not going to happen. And there's no one trick pony. It's not just like Paul George or nothing. You have to deal with multiple. And I don't care what anybody says. John Wall is. I think he can handle Kyrie Irving. I think he can defend him. Oh, he can defend him. I think he, he can defend he, the he crap defend out of him. him. Yeah. And I think he can shoot clean over him. Yeah. And I think he's just as fast, if not faster, than well, Kyrie. He's faster than LeBron. 
So, yeah. you know, as far as running him down and yeah. blocking that shot, yeah, good luck. Like, that's yeah. Hussein Bolt with a basketball. And he's got to still be. He's got to go two-hander on this dunk. He's not going to try to go one-hander on these guys. Or go lay it up or yeah. nothing like that. He's got to go two-hander nah, on he, that. He's going to go bang those. And a speedster who just so happened to win the dunk contest. Yeah. So you know he's going to dunk with, like, authority. Come on, man. Like, I think I think the Wizards. They get out of the first round. They face the Celtics. Well, I think it's, yeah, I think Oh, was it Celtics? Yeah, it might be Celtics, yeah. In the second round. Then I think they, anybody who plays, um, I, I I don't think the Cavs are a lock like that. You think Raptors are going to cause trouble for them in the second yes. round? Yes. Yes. I, I, don't, I don't think it's going to be some sweep. But look how close the Pacers got. Look how close they were. All those games that they just lost. They're up by 25, though. How do you pull that? Because it's just it's a one trick pony. Yeah. And they still got LeBron, and their one trick pony is better than your one trick pony. But look how close they got, man! Like that game could have easily went to seven. And Raptors got uh, Demaro Carey back, uh, Carroll back, and then they also got. Um, they only got Serge Ibaka on that team. They got Serge Ibaka now. They got BJ Tucker. Come on. I just say Carroll. Carroll. They got Carroll back. And, um, you know, in healthy, he can defend, as, you know, pretty much the top players in the league. And they got Tucker as well. So, they got versatility, the Raptors. That's what the Raptors got more than last year. So. I think all these teams coming for the Cavs, I mean, salute to the Cavs for getting out. But you did it against the Pacers. You did it against a two-man a two man team. Yeah. Um, let's see if you want to count Lance Stevenson. <laughs> or Miles Turner and Spurts. Right, but yeah, you, I, much, I, don't, yeah. I don't see it as I I, I, I do not see the Cavs. I just got more weapons on Valchuis. Everybody has yeah. more weapons. Yeah, everybody has more weapons. I guess, but not the Celtics though. The only reason I say is because the Celtics they really need help on Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas can't do everything. Yes, they got scrappers and defenders on the court, but they can't get anybody who can really create their shot or or, or have a second score consistently. But see, A.B. Bradley's not like that. But see, that's that's part of my point. Number one, they're going to defend better than the Pacers did. They're going to defend the ball. Yeah. If they get up by 25, they're not letting that lead go. It's, you know, you're going to make a run. Yeah. There's no way you're going to burn off 25 points dealing with the the, Pacers, the 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 Celtics and the way they play defense. We can hang that up right now. And if you think Isaiah Thomas can't expose those holes in the defense, you're bugging. If you think he can't show up all those holes that had the Pacers looking like the Bulls, the 90s Bulls, like, you're bugging. You're bugging. They're going to expose that crap out of those boys. I think all these teams have a puncher's chance against the Cavs, and I think the Wizards have a better chance than that. Well, let's say by tonight, because we know we're game six, Celtics, uh, Bulls, Wizards, Hawks, Wizards and Celtics advance, so you have now the, the four remaining teams in the Eastern Conference, of course, Cavaliers included. Uh, those the Cavaliers are going to face the Raptors, it'll be Celtics and Wizards. Now, in order, though, where would you pick them in terms of who, who has the better chance of being the Cavaliers? From three to one. Washington, number one. All right. I'll do the Raptors at number two, and the Celtics at number three. Why Why the Raptors number two and not number one? Um, because I don't see a lot of liability, whereas, whereas um, Isaiah Thomas defensively is a liability. You know what I mean? All the yeah. guards they have can shoot over him, and he's not that super-duper on defense. 
by himself, whereas I don't see that as a problem with um, the Raptors. Kyle Lowry, 6'1". Isaiah Thomas, 5'7", or 5'8". I don't even know what he is. Um, John Wall, 6'4". It's really not yeah. It's really not a yeah. disrespect to the Celtics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I They're know. the number one seed for a reason. Those boys can ball, and I've seen them bust the Cavs up. So it's not. It's really no disrespect, but if I just have to pick an order, yeah, that that would be that would be my choice. And, I have the Wizards at number one to to cause them the most havoc. I think only be, yeah because of the guard play of Wall and Beal, and also they picked up pieces off the bench like Jennings, of course, mm-hmm. and Bogdanovic from the Nets, and um, you know they got shooters now. They got Marquis Morris. I think Jennings is a bum. <laughs> you think he's a bum? He's a bum. I think he's. I think he's an offensive liability. But he can still pass the ball around. Okay, so that still makes him an offensive liability. If he's no threat to score, I just look at the way he played with the Knicks. He was never a threat to score. You never worried about him driving or taking the basket to the hole. If he didn't throw up some lucky shot, which is what I gotta call him now, because that's about how often he made them. They were like lucky shots. He didn't throw up some lucky shot. It was kind of. He's good at moving the ball around and moving the. But I've watched him over-dribble, trying to figure out what he's going to do. He drives in for a layup and misses. A point guard missing a layup? That's blasphemous. That's like a bad hot dog at Coney Island. I'm missing those floaters. Yeah, those floaters, floaters that never work. Like, he's just... It's I, like Remember Felton stuff right there, all over again. Felton's better now. You look at Felton playing with the Clippers? They, they have him in as a legit two next to Paul. They can't defend, though. He's okay. yeah. He's he's way he's a way tougher defender than um. He, he's improved, bro. I've watched. I'm watching him now. He's, he's improved. Improved. Did you yes. see? Did you see when he was on the Knicks? People were just scoring at will on him. That's my point. I didn't say he's. <laughs> I didn't say he was good then. I said he's improved since then. You watch him now. Like I'm not. Why I know what he did with the Knicks. I'm watching him now. Yeah, but else after the Knicks the past couple of years of point guards, and we'll get back to the Eastern Conference, of course, but. The whole they they have point guards that can't defend like literally they have offensive point guards from Felton to to Calderon who who's washed up and then now he's suddenly rejuvenating with the Hawks and then to now Derrick Rose who who I keep telling people he's like Raymond Felton on steroids basically because he can just score at will or whatever but he can't defend to save his life and now out the Knicks in the draft. They actually draft a point guard that can defend and, and move the ball around and, and can become a, a good offensive player, which is like luck right now for us if that ever happened. What, I, what I've noticed is that almost every team in the playoffs has an ex-Nick on the roster. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Because it's a list for that? absolutely killing me. The Cavs definitely do. Oh, they have like five of them. Yeah, the Cavs like <laughs> the, the Midwest Knicks. <laughs> Um, Spurs. Spurs have David Lee. Yeah. Um, who, who else is out here? The Clippers have Jamal Crawford. Um, Felton. The, the Grizzlies have Zebo. Yeah, that's Zebo. Yeah. Um, and Felton's on the Clippers too. Yeah. And uh, who else? Who I don't think there are any ex Knicks. No, no, that's the Spurs. I got David Lee. Yeah. I don't think there are any ex Knicks on um, the Raptors. No, nah, the Raptors does. Nah, Celtics either. Um, the Hawks. The Hawks have uh, Calderon and um, Tim Hardaway Jr. Tim Hardaway Jr. Like literally. I don't. Are ex- there any? Uh, well, the Bucks have an ex-Nick coaching. Yeah, and you know what's funny with all these ex-Nicks and even the coach and stuff, Jason Kidd, they all got better. And for some reason, the Knicks they're like, eh. but then they go to another team, they're like suddenly become great, and the Knicks are look like fools. I mean, Kidd, and Kidd got better. He he, he retired. 
and then his coaching is great. Like his teams are in the yeah. playoffs. Like he's a good he's that young coach. squad, yeah. And he's doing great with them. Like the injuries kind of set him back. But can you Im- imagine where it would be if everybody was healthy on that team? I mean, Don Maker's like seven one on that Bucks team. And Gonzalez Gatumbo, who's going to be probably, like, the best player in the Eastern Conference, like, in two years from now. Like, right. literally, that team is that team is long. Mm-hmm. Like, really long. Like, I played 2K against that team. It's ridiculous. You can't pass the ball. Literally, you can't pass. Everything is a tip or a steal because they're so long. Like, that's how bad it is. It's Jason Kidd. I think, yeah, there's only, there may be only, like, two teams with no X-Knicks on the roster. But it's that's- you said the Wizards are threatening, and if the Bucks didn't make it out, I wanted to see actually the Bucks and the Cavaliers like around, but none of the Raptors, of course, made it. But the Bucks are the dangerous team that could be in, in a year or two from now from I, actually being the Cavaliers. Yeah, I agree. I think that I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have put my money on the Bucks though because they're because they're so young. I yeah, think they would have panicked in a lot of situations and lost their composure. Jason Kidd, you know, being a veteran he is, maybe he could have calmed them down. But when they're out there on the court, it's I different. Think, yeah, yeah, I think they, he can only he can only do but so much. That is a veteran team. They, they just the only problem I have with them is that they they gotta stop with these slow starts. They can't have this against the Cavaliers in the second round because if they do, they're gonna get blown out easily, and I gotta try to recover. And they gotta be consistent. Like they they have the talent, just need to have the confidence in themselves that they could beat the Cavaliers. That's youth. That just comes with. That's just youth. They'll, they'll fix that. They have all the pieces right there. You just got to put it together. They'll fix that. They'll fix that. Now, if it's Celtics and Warriors, and I think it's going to be that by tonight, uh, do you think the Warriors can beat the Celtics in five or six games? Yeah. Just like that? Yeah. Yeah. They got to so, st- steal totally. one in a row? Totally. Yeah. I think. <clears throat> I don't think it'll go to seven. Oh, damn. I'll be interesting to see, though, because Wall can definitely... Shut down Isaiah Thomas. Mm-hmm. He could have me scoring him, of course. I mean, Isaiah Thomas like five cents. Wall was like six four. He just post up him and everything. And when you go to double, yeah, he's gonna dish, which he can do. Like Wall is a very good assist man, which is why I think, which is why I think, I think that will always be the matchup that's the liability. I think the fact that Wall can shoot clean over John Wall. I mean, uh, clean over Isaiah, and he's a good shooter. And I think if they try to double Wall. To you know, help Isaiah out. Well, number one, Wall's gonna blow past pretty much anybody as fast as he is. Yeah, and he'll be able to kick the ball to right where it needs to go. And I'm pretty sure Bradley Beal will be open somewhere, and that's three points. That's two to three points right there. So you know, or you dump it down low to Nene, and he's gonna do his thing. So yeah, I just I, I got I I got the Wizards. You got Wizards six, five. I'll say six. I'll say six. So I give I say the Celtics two games. But I would be shocked if the Celtics do win the series and it's the Celtics and Cavaliers because then I know Cavaliers are gonna win in like a five or six because mm-hmm. I don't think the Celtics are gonna match up with them that well. But then you also got Cavaliers and Raptors. I I got I got Cavaliers and six seven. No, I have seven. I'll say seven too. I think Raptors are gonna push them to seven games. Same seven is always a toss up, but. Since they're playing at home, and of course they have the advantage, but you never know. Maybe the Raptors can upset everybody, and suddenly they win that series, and then, for all we know, be Raptors and Wizards in the finals. DeMar DeRozan is is balling out of control right now. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not putting I'm not putting him past. 
I'm not putting anything past them. So let's go to the Western Conference then. You know, you got the Warriors who swept the Blazers and, and just criminal what they did in Game Four. Like literally, it was criminal. The game like was over <laughs> in the first quarter. Oh Yo, my God. you know how stunned was they were shooting the threes like that? Like it was incredible. It was like twenty six to three. I'm like, what the heck is going on here? It I went blew to the, him out. I went to the bathroom. Right? <laughs> I went to the bathroom. Now, now let me let me let me say this right. I missed a little bit of the. I, I came in. Yeah. To tell uh, the first first quarter was starting was yeah. tip off. Yeah. Right? I said okay, it's just first quarter. Yeah. No big deal. <laughs> no big go deal. Go get something to eat. <laughs> right. Yeah. I ran to the store. I got like um, a, a chicken wrap which they don't have to make. They just yeah. have to warm up. Yeah. So I warmed up a chicken wrap. I had a chicken wrap. And I went right next door. Got some pineapple. And then I went right back home. I, I put my stuff down, went to the bathroom, washed my hands, came out, and the game was over. Like, first quarter, I'm looking at the score, and and I, I kept, I'm like, how long was I gone? What is this? Are you, are you, and then I then I look over at the clock, and I see that it's still the first quarter. I thought the game was, up, like, I thought, yeah. it, I thought it was, like, at halftime or something. Yeah. And it was still the first quarter. I was like, there's no way. What? Are you serious? And then after that, it was just like, yeah, it's like whatever. I was like, I could have went and got my food at halftime, and it and not missed the most exciting part of the game. This is Mike Brown coaching too, because Steve Kerr, you know, hope he gets better from from back injuries because yeah, that really sucks. Yeah, that really sucks. That's scary to have. Like I never had a back. I had back spasms. Thank God I never had any like back injuries like that. That's you know it sucks to have surgery. I mean, you guys even told Romo himself how he feels like most days. Oh, like God. it's the worst to have. So I hope he gets better from that. But you know this team wasn't was gonna be fine anyway without him because you know they have Mike Brown of course and they have the stack roster and Durant now coming back to form. He came mm-hmm. back game four and he scored like a bunch of points. Look easy easy about it like shooting three and crossing over and getting a dunk and everything. Yeah, so, he's back. Yeah, he's, he's, back. he's back, and they're, and they're healthy as they are, man. I don't think I don't see any team beating them. Like it's really hard to beat this team if they're all following on centers, just like what they did the Blazers in Game Four. I think I think it's going to be if if they see the Cavs, I think it's going to be a much more fair fight than it was the last time the Cavs took the chip from them. That seventy two win, yeah, season. seventy two or seventy three, seventy three, yeah, that seventy three win season. When Curry was hurt and wouldn't tell anybody. Yeah, Curry's healthy. He's trying to prove himself now. No, yeah, last year was he's, like he's you know. He's healthy yeah. and angry. Yeah. Draymond is healthy and angry. Thompson's angry. Like the Dur- most, yeah. Durant wants his rematch with LeBron in the finals because you know a few years ago you know they lost in five. Now he now he's got a stacked team now. Now he, he can beat LeBron now with mm-hmm. this team. And I want to see that because that'll yeah, be interesting totally. to see. I'd like to see Durant go get that ring. I want to see Durant block LeBron again like he did in the season. That would be fantastic. That would be fantastic. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for Golden State, man. I, I think at the end of the day, they, they just have the best thing. But I don't know if the Cavs could take... I don't know if the Cavs could take the Spurs. I think, I think they're afraid of the Spurs, and they know it. I think everyone should be afraid of the Spurs. But the reason why... Because the Spurs have the, the LeBron number, like, almost every time. So Because yeah, Kawhi doesn't play that And Popovich shit. knows how to play LeBron. Yeah. And LeBron still hasn't figured out how to play Popovich, though. For some reason, LeBron I don't know why. He can't do anything with Kawhi Leonard. He can't do anything at all. And this guy's like suddenly becoming Michael Jordan now. This Dougie, the way he's doing scoring and defending and doing all this stuff. And now he's like, Popovich yesterday said he's the best player in the league right now. Better than LeBron? It's, it's, there's a case to be made. It's a legit argument. You can't even be mad at, you can't even be mad at them saying that anymore. Like when you look at the stuff Kawhi does, especially since 
his defense never takes a night off. Never. Like, he's always one move away from ripping the ball, blocking his shot, getting it, swatting it out of here. Like, he's always two seconds away from doing that. And now, he can legitimately score on you from anywhere on the court. Yeah. Off the dribble. Yeah. Pull up. Pull up. For three. Whatever it is. Drive the floaters. Lane. Yeah. Like the, the fundamentals. The fundamentals of the game. Really. The like, floaters are killing me. Yeah. The, the hook shots. Yeah. The hook shots. Yeah. Kills me. I'm like, that's. That almost seems unfair. That's Kawhi Leonard. It's all film study. It's all film study. He looks so much film of these fast players Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, all these scores. And it's funny because you see a lot of players that they score in different ways, but I'm surprised no one does what Connor does, though. Like, you're in the paint. You should be doing, be able to do more floaters, more hook shots. I mean, those are more, like, high percentage shots. And you know how the Spurs like to do that? Like, they don't like to do these difficult mid-range. I mean, I know Kawhi is doing mid-range shots, but most of the time it's either off the dribble where he's open or he's getting close to the paint doing a hook mm-hmm. shot, floater, or he gets a little dribble and he's a little dunk or whatever. Like, I'm surprised how offensive players don't learn from that but you see this guy who wasn't known to be offensive player coming out of the all. draft like he was literally a guy supposed to be the, I think the ceiling for him was he was supposed to be a great defender like maybe like a Tony Allen type of player right but this guy has worked on his offensive game every single year to the point where now he's shooting almost 50 percent and we've seen 40 percent from downtown yeah, he's been on 90 percent from the almost like a 50 40 90 he almost had that this year and he could probably have that next year for all we know that's how great he is. And he's like a three-time defensive player of the year, which LeBron never won a defensive player of the year in his life. And people brag about LeBron's defense, this and that. But I've never seen one defensive player of the year, even on going a, off five positions. On a steady incline. His, yeah. his offensive game has been on a steady incline. It hasn't been one year he's come back where he hasn't added something new and become more effective at it. Yeah. That's why that best player in the... Like, it's debatable, right? I'm not. I'm not mad at that. Like, if you had him above LeBron as, I mean, yeah, number two. I'm. I mean, that's not an argument right now either. I think he's the second best player. You could have number one right now. The way he's do, what he's doing in the playoffs. Have they given? Have they? Have they? Uh, this part of me, y'all. I've, I've been. Am I? I've been uh, super, super busy and, and haven't kept up on a couple of things, and I needed to research this. Have they handed out the MVP yet? No, it's gonna be in June 26th in the NBA awards so. show. Yeah, I thought so. Which is in New York City. Maybe we could get some press passes to go see that. Um, I mean, I'll I'm be here to watch. I want to see that in person. I'm here to watch uh, my guy go get it. I think he. I think he earned it. Westbrook. Yeah, I think he earned it. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna get it. I think, even if you disagreed. Look what happened when he went to the bench. Yeah, look at the uh, the plus and the minus. To me, minus that kind of 56. makes the case. But he was like, they're like a plus twenty something when he's on the court, and throughout the series, and then in total they were a minus fifty six. Like, are you kidding me? The second he sits down. Meanwhile, Harden sits down. And they're fine. No change. Like yeah. nothing really, nothing is really affecting. But let Westbrook but touch that bench and watch the epic collapse with people still on the court, starters still on the court, just not Westbrook. To me, everybody was like, oh, see, he couldn't even make it, blah, 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 blah. I was like, nah, that, that actually just kind of makes my point even more. If it's, if the title is most valuable player, yeah, who's meant more to their team than Westbrook does? By, like, that stat alone should make him a most valuable player by default. Right. But then you look at... Because then you got to say James Harden had a great year. He had a good record, winning record. But he had a stacked team, too. 
And the one thing I'm gonna gonna uh, have to um, say about Harden though is that if if Westbrook does win MVP, he's gonna be like I got robbed again because there was a few years ago where he couldn't won it, Stephen Curry won it because the Warriors were great, and then another year where Stephen Curry won it again too because you know he's two-time MVP and all that, mm-hmm. and now Westbrook wins, it'd be like oh, so winning records doesn't count for me. I have to have some incredible season to win MVP and do all this stuff, but. You know, you also got to look at this, though. D'Antoni makes any point guard look good. I think Facts. Harden just makes him better than ever because I think he's just a bigger Steve Nash and more strong and can do all this mm-hmm. and the passing. And yeah, then a better shot. Yeah, a better shot, too. And then look at Westbrook in that team, and it's like, come on. Like, Andre Roberson shot 2 of 20 from the field. Mm-hmm. He cannot shoot to save his life. Like, literally can't shoot to save his life. And I'm like, how's this guy in the NBA? <laughs> you know, he should be he should be in the D League right now for what he just did in the playoffs. Like it was criminal what we just saw what he did in, in, in that game uh, five. Yeah, that was crazy. Two for twenty? That was crazy. Like, come on, man. And why is he in the game that way? Why are you shooting like why are you should stop shooting? Start passing. Exactly. Start passing or drive to the basket for all we know. Go get a foul call. Although he's not even a good free throw straight here. So he can't shoot he can't shoot from the free throw line. He can't shoot from, from three. He can't he can't do anything except defend. But they need scoring. And that's what they lack OKC. Again, I know Westbrook, people are going to criticize him for taking all the shots in the fourth quarter and all this and that. But well, who is he supposed to pass to? There's no one passing to, man. He's not LeBron James. Like, people got to stop comparing him. Like, 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 if everybody was like LeBron James, you know how boring the league would be? That means LeBron can never win MVP. Because if, everybody, if everybody's like LeBron James, then somebody else is going to win it. Right. Yeah, you're right. And he won't be that special anymore than LeBron. He'd just be like anybody else. I just... I. You can't. I'm not mad at Westbrook. I'm not mad at all. In any way, shape, form. I feel bad for him, if anything. I totally feel bad. I was just about to say that. I completely feel bad for that dude. I think, I think he does not deserve the team he has. I hope, I hope, I hope they go back to the drawing board and bring him somebody else that he can pass the damn ball to. I hope they start getting him some competent um, point guards and make some trades and get some people. Who he can really rock with, like I, I, I sincerely do, because Westbrook, I feel like, I feel like OKC is wasting his prime. They are, big time. I feel like they're wasting his prime. I feel like a billionaire owner who couldn't come up with four extra million, four million dollars extra to keep James Harden on the same. Like, could you imagine those two on the same team now? Go now ahead. that Harden has kind of like discovered himself. And Westbrook is like a real point guard, like really passing the ball, and he's got somebody to dish off to. And Westbrook is making ridiculous. They'd be better than John Wall and Beal. Yeah, they'd be a better version of John Wall and Beal, like just a better version, a more athletic John Wall. Every bit as fast, maybe not with the same level of handles, but definitely with the passing ability. And Harden will outscore the crap out of Beal. Yeah. The only liability would be on defense as far as Harden is concerned. But they'd be insane right now. That would be crazy. And if you had if you had their, their two guard now, OKC's two guard now coming off the bench, you know what I mean? Now yeah. you have a it's it's I don't know. So what does OKC need to do in the offseason? They need to get a Carmelo, they need to get a Paul George, they need to get Jimmy Butler, or Blake Griffin. They need somebody there. They can't All just of be the, like that. Any, any of the above is an improvement over what they have now. And you gotta shore up that bench. You gotta start making some moves to get some six men on on, on that bench. You gotta yeah. shore up I don't care if you do it in a draft, however, you gotta get that bench together. It cannot be 
a one man show when when the starters sit down, it's over. Yeah, literally, it's over. Like, okay, Houston just weathered the early storm. They never panicked because they knew eventually Westbrook's going to have a seat, and that's when we're going to win the game. And he he can't play all he can't play all four quarters. Eventually, he's going to sit down, and that's when we're going to win. Victor Oladipo, I mean, what what the heck happened to him, yo? He's supposed to be that second guy. He didn't even show up either. He's like, I don't understand. Like, literally, this guy was supposed to be Westbrook's Robin, mm-hmm. and he didn't show up in the playoffs. Like, what the hell? Come on, man. No, no, no comment. I don't understand. I mean, I don't... And the one thing I don't understand, too, is Billy Dolvin not playing Ennis Cantor. Like, he, he played yeah, like three that. minutes, two minutes, like... I didn't understand that. He's your best post scorer by far. He's better than Steve, Steve Adams because at least Adams, you know, he can defend, he can have a shot once in a while, that floor, but he's not really a post-up scorer like Ennis Cantor, and he's not even a great free throw shooter. Like, Ennis Cantor can actually shoot free throw shots, mm-hmm. and he can post up. Yes, he can't defend and everything. But you gotta put him in there at least for the second unit to score. I mean, the team and everything should be going through him, because at least for Ennis Cantor, you know, he's a. I think he's a much better in terms of upside than Stephen Adams because Stephen Adams, you know, he is what he is. You know, he's he's getting better every year, but he's not really a post up guy. I know he's strong and everything, but they gotta figure that out because either one of them gonna have to be traded or or either gotta start both of them in the lineup, and I know that's gonna be. Hard to say because you know starting lineup they're fine and everything, but either that they got to trade Ennis Cantor because they're not even playing in a lot of minutes. That's not a, I mean, but that's not a bad idea if it helps you if you can put a package together to get you one of those other players we were talking about. Yeah, uh, a, a Blake Griffin who I wouldn't want, a Paul George who I would want, um, Jimmy a Butler, Anthony, definitely a Jimmy Butler. Like, could you imagine those two dudes, Jimmy Butler and and, and that defense would be better. Oh God, that. yeah, but I mean just. Those two on the court. That's Animal House. Like, that's that's just energy. Hey, OKC could be dangerous. They got shooters and they got another star or two. They could mm-hmm. be it just as dangerous as the Warriors, just as dangerous as the Cavaliers or Spurs. Where's Novak? I don't know what happened to him. Man. Somebody go find <laughs> Novak. He was a great three point shot. It was he was money. Go get Novak. In a, in a year in a in a time where um, spot up shooters is excellent. Go get that. But, you know, going back to this series, now Rockets and Spurs. <clears throat> it's going be an interesting series because now the Spurs went through that whole grind-out uh, type of uh, series against the Grizzlies because yeah, that's what they are. Now they're going to face a, a team that shoots a lot of threes. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing Popovich is going to figure out a way to stop James Harden, going to put Danny Green and Kawhi Leonard in, in certain situations. But really it comes down to can the Spurs try to stop them from shooting that many threes and can they score... In the, in the fast break uh, opportunities before the, uh, the Rockets do, because if the Rockets do that, then they'll be more dangerous and have a chance to win against the Spurs. Mm-hmm. And it really also depends if Mark Arish can actually show up, because that guy has not show up at all. Mm-hmm. Arish is supposed to be that that guy who's supposed to be playing Tim Duncan, like in terms of scoring, and I don't know about defense, but at least scoring, at least be the second guy, Kawhi Leonard. Now he hasn't that even showed up. Nope. He has not showed up at all. And, that's and it shouldn't, shouldn't be like that with... Uh... Lamarcus Aldridge? Yeah, like there's no way LA should be playing this bad. Like he was a franchise player when he was. With I know. Was like, I don't know what happened. Actually, great. Like he was a good. He's like at least a top three power four when, when he was the the players. Now with this team, it's like, 
I don't know if he knows his role or he just he's just a straight up jump shooter. Like he really is a straight up jump shooter. He doesn't do, he can't po- if he doesn't post up, get a hook shot or anything. He's just gonna shoot the ball outside the paint. And you, I don't think Popovich wants him to do that. I think he wants him to really go inside, get your opportunities, rebound, score. I mean, for all we know, Paul Gasol is playing better than Marcus Aldridge right now. Which he, is insane. He's like thirty seven for all we know, or thirty eight. Yeah, something like that. I they, mean, just in general, even the skill set. There's yeah. no way he should be. He should be playing better than LA. And David Lee. I mean, come on, he's been playing great too. I mean, but David Lee is never. Here's my thing. David Lee has been consistent since he got here. Like, when people are surprised that David Lee is good, I'm always looking at him like, well, when did you ever <laughs> see him take take a night off or take a game off? Like, when have you ever not seen him produce? I understand it some years may not have been as good as others, but when have you ever seen David Lee take a night off and, and not go rebound like in, like like the re- rebirth of Dennis Rodman? Yeah. He's always done that. Like, I'm, I'm not shocked at David Lee. Now, when he starts scoring, then I'm kind of like, oh, crap. But come on, bro. That that doesn't. That, he's I, I athletic. Don't... Well, Patty Mills, you know, he is what he is. He get his little three point shots out of the way, and and ho- hopefully that second unit goes. But really, about Kawhi Leonard, uh, Tony Parker, if he can be what he was on uh, game Parker has been game whole six, game. yeah, game six, if he can be like that consistently for for uh, Kawhi, then they have a chance to do something. But I, I think the Spurs are probably gonna win this in six. I'll say Spurs in six, but. I wouldn't be shocked if the Rockets somehow try to pull this upset and advance to the, to the Western Conference Finals. Uh, they're going to try, but I don't really see it happening. You don't see the Rockets going far? Not really. I think I think, um, I think Spurs' defense is, is going to be too much for them in, in, at the end of the day. I just think it's going to be too much for them. I don't think those Euro steps are really going <laughs> to pan out well for James Harden. I don't, I don't see... James Harden getting all those foul calls that he gets, those superstar calls that he gets. When you're sitting there with Popovich's team, I don't think that's going to happen. So, I, I think pretty much those will, those will be the change in the game. We'll see what happens from there. And then you got now on the other side, if it's Warriors against the Clippers or Jazz. I mean, is there really nothing to discuss? You think they're just going to sweep them too? Both teams? I'm nodding my head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, only, the only... um. The only discrepancy right now is who makes it between the Warriors and the Jazz, and I'm gonna be really, really uh, disappointed for Chris Paul if he doesn't make it out of this round. But the thing is, even if they do make it out of this round, they don't have no Blake Griffin. It's just Paul and Jordan and role players around them. Like really, if they even face the Warriors, they don't have to worry about other. Uh, no, they don't have to worry about Griffin. They got to worry about really just Paul and Jordan, and mm-hmm. that's pretty much it. I mean, everybody else can shoot and everything, but if they face the Jazz, they got to worry about Gobert. They got to worry about Gordon Haywood. They got to worry about Mr. Clutch and Joe Johnson, who continues to make, like, buzzer-beater shots game every time. Which is ridiculous. It's not like that contract that he had a few years ago. It looked like it's overpaid. It looks like he's, like, actually valuing that contract. So I think the Jazz could actually cause noise against the Warriors, but the thing is the Warriors are probably going to just sweep the Jazz, too. I don't see, yeah, I don't see the Jazz getting... Ah, forget it, man. Why are we even doing <laughs> this, dude? So just, just sign up right now, Warriors and Spurs in the Western Conference Finals. Shin, bye-bye Spurs. Like, I, they just don't have the speed to keep up. They can't They can't play at that pace. They no can't team play at the Warriors' pace. Yeah, no they can't play it. at the Warriors' pace. You can't, you can't play with a dude whose shot is that fast when it comes to Curry. 
who dribble, dribble, huh? Shots going. <laughs> dribble, 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 dribble. Spin through the legs, behind the back, behind the back. Keep running, never stop moving, never stop moving. Huh? Shot. Like, next thing yeah. you know, he just jumped up in the air and shot it. You can't. There's no way to time that. You know what I mean? He's His in-rhythm shot is off-rhythm. Yeah. That's what kills me. Like, it's never a... I've seen Carmelo Anthony and his in-rhythm three, which is like water. Yeah. No matter where he takes it from, when he's in rhythm, it's almost unstoppable. But you watch Curry. Curry doesn't have a rhythm. That shot's going up any second. It's just like you can start the clock from when he gets the ball and count down to when the ball's going up. And it's going to be a different spot every time, like a different time every time. Five, four, up, shot's going. Five, four, three, two, up, shot's going. Five, up, shot's going. Like, there's no no way to tell when he's going to shoot that. And then you got Klay Thompson who just, like, refuses to miss. And then when he does miss a bunch, he finds a way to make it up. And then they take you to the bench, and their bench is like a starting five. Yeah. Iguodala coming off the bench? Yeah. I haven't even talked about Durant yet. Who's blocking him? No one. As good as Kawhi Leonard is, who is he not shooting over? He can't guard uh, Thompson, uh, Durant, Curry, and Green and then I once. See, exactly. <laughs> and then I want to see what happens at the center position because JaVale McGee is catching everything. JaVale McGee is like the best center in the, in the postseason like this season. I've never seen anybody who, who's become a role player for the Warriors suddenly become like one of the best centers in the, yeah, league, in, in the postseason right now. Is he starting? No, he's coming off the bench. But even off the bench, he's been productive. Yeah. Like literally, like this isn't one play where I say, oh, that's a JaVale McGee type of thing or being on Shaq in the fool and all that. Now he's actually like Blocking shots, stealing consistently, consistently, consistently. the lobs, like consistently. yeah, everything that's happened is not a fluke. Like he's athletic, and they know to just throw it up, and he's gonna get it. He's like, really athletic with that with that lineup. And it's like I, I I see them if they ever, they face the Cavaliers, like how are the Cavaliers gonna defend Javale McGee if he does these lobs? Like Christian Thompson's not that athletic. Uh, Channing Fry can't can't jump. He just uh-huh. shoots the ball. So I'm just assuming myself. How you gotta defend McGee when he does these lobs and stuff and dunks on over over people? You're not. Like that's how I flag this guy. You're is. not. You're not. I don't. I don't know what. Who's I? Yeah, dude. So, how many games do you think it'll be? Um, how many games do you think it'll take the Warriors to win the chip? Sixteen. I think they go. I think they're gonna sweep. They're gonna sweep through the competition, and they're gonna sweep the finals. And they're gonna be sixteen and zero. Be the first team in NBA history to go sixteen and zero. That's crazy. Or if they just lose one, and then they just be fifteen and one and tie with the Lakers, two thousand one Lakers going up fifteen and one. With with Durant healthy, you can't even be mad at that. You can't, man. With like, Durant healthy and the way McGee is playing and Steph like fully functioning on all cylinders and no one's injured. Can't even be mad at that thought. Not, can't even be mad at that concept. Just taking 16 games straight across the board. 4, 8, 12, 16 to be enough. Well, remember this. LeBron calls all this. You know, maybe if LeBron lost. Maybe this wouldn't have happened. Maybe the Rams would not went to the Warriors. Maybe we just stayed with OKC or you would have just went to a different team. But every time LeBron beats a, a, a team that should have won the finals, like the Spurs, like the Warriors, they come back next year, load it up. And they just embarrass him. Right. Like, I don't really the words embarrass him in the finals. Like, they, like, literally take it to heart and try to blow him out every single game. 
Like, yeah, that's how I mean, bad it is. You, you think about the attitude LeBron had when they were playing those finals, and remember when he was blocking people's shots and looking yeah. back at them and yeah. looking down on them? Like, nobody I, forgets that. I think I remember that, man. I think I do that to you, then. Yeah, dude. Nobody remi- Nobody yeah. forgot that. Nobody. And, and now you know they don't respect you because you flop all over the place, and, and Durant's coming in there with a bone to pick. Of course. Of course they're going to try and kill them. Of course they're going to try and give them that first quarter business. Of, of course. Of course they're going to do that. And you have holes in your defense. Yeah. That I know Steve Kerr has seen. Or Mike Brown has seen. Who, who, I know who Mike Brown coach, has seen it. He used coach to coach LeBron. Yeah, yeah. Like he, I know he sees what you're doing wrong. So it'll be interesting, man. I'm telling you. The second round should be very, very interesting. Now we got a little bit of time here. I know we talked a lot of NBA today. Of course, from... LeVar Ball, Larry Bird's the second round of playoffs. But, you know, this draft, it's early to say right now. I'm not going to go deep into it because the draft really, for me, has always been, you know, hit or miss. You know, you, you, there's not going to be a team out there that's going to say, well, they, they're they uh, going to be good hands. They're going to be in the future. They're going to maybe have a great year because of this rookie. But it's very rare because, you know, those players that you find in the NFL for any team, it's hard for them to suddenly be productive in the first year. You know, mm-hmm. they're going to be slowly going to the system and all that. But Wasn't Kobe's first shot in air ball? Yeah, Kobe's shot well, in basketball, football. I mean, quarterbacks, like, they're going to be that great like that. Well, you know, the Jets, they picked a safety. I'm a little mad about that because, well, it's a defensive player again, even though he's pretty much the best safety in, in the draft this year. And, He's gonna they see this kid having an upside. And then Giants, they pick a tight end, Evan Ingram, who's six three. You know, they should have had a, a offensive lineman, but scouts have said this year that the offensive lineman this draft class is kind of weak compared to the other years. Mm-hmm. So they had to draft a tight end. But the Giants, I think they're in good hands. You just need to get an offensive lineman. Maybe in the second round, third round, they try to get one. Jets just gotta get an offensive player and see what happens from there. You know, it's still early though. Um, I just. Just get the whole line correct, Giants. Please give Eli some help. Like, stop doing this to that man. Yeah, it's really disrespectful. Him and Andrew Luck, I just think need. Like, <laughs> you just gotta help you. I'm not. I'm not even a Colts fan. I just think that's really, really foul that you just leave these dudes and you let their legacy get all jacked up because you won't get the parts around them that Dak Prescott has. Just please, come on, man. Just we're we're offensively we're loaded. Just. Get the defense right. Give this man a couple minutes to throw the ball. Like, give him some time. Eli is turnover prone because he knows what's about to happen. We don't have a running game. He's going to get tackled. He's trying to get the ball out of his hands. He know he has no faith in the offensive line whatsoever, and he shouldn't. you got to get this dude killed. Same thing with Andrew Luck. Like, these dudes are getting tackled, and it, it's either... The most sacks, <laughs> you're yeah. suffering from the most sacks or the, or the most turnovers. Yeah. And both of those are products of a poor offensive line. Yeah. It's so obvious. Dak Prescott, although I don't want to diss him, I don't want to insult the man at all because I think he's balling. I think he's legit. But what would he be if he had to switch out the offensive line for Eli Manning's? Or for Andrew Lux? I don't know. He'd be like Russell Wilson who's running for his life too. Exactly. Exactly. That's another yeah. dude. Yeah. But he, at least Russell gets to the, you know, yeah. at least he's got some things to work with. Like, bro, come on, man. They Russell Wilson, I don't, I don't, because th- th- his team blew that. 
you got beast mode. You don't give it yeah, to him to yeah. go through. Like his team blew that ring, so I don't. I don't really have any sympathy for. But him. he makes everybody around him better. I mean, for Which all is we why know, I don't have any sympathy for them. Doug Baldwin, it wasn't really known to be a great receiver. Now he's like top five, top three with him and everything. Like almost like Brady, like stuff. You know, he makes people around him better, and he has no line. He still finds a way to get like thirty touchdowns in the season, or whatever. Yeah. That's why I don't have any Take, sympathy. Takes a lot of hits, which yep. he's got to minimize. But really, they'll be yeah, fine. Yeah. That team. You got to work on the offensive line for Eli. Yeah. Eli is... 37, I think. And the only guy who's, like, went up against Tom Brady and buried him. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants and Patriots in Super Bowl this year, depending on all the signings that is happening right now. Buried him. Like, buried yeah. him. Those two rings that he's missing are Eli and Eli. He's buried him. So you got to give this man the, 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 the tools to get busy with, and you can get it. You can do it. Eli still has it in the tank. Nobody thinks he's lost a step. Yeah, you got Beckham. You got Marshall. I mean, offense is stacked. Like, this is really, really just stacked. You got to get this defense. You got to get that line Sherlin together. Shepard, who's going to play great now. He, I mean, they're going to get Blunt, I heard, from the, I was from the Patriots. Yeah, that would be great. I mean, you get Blunt, and you get a, a tight end right here that they drafted. That should be good, like a mismatch. Mm-hmm. They're to be great offensively. It's just really that line that's got to work. I was hoping we were going to get Adrian Peterson for a minute. No, they, I mean, they were, they were I, I think HBS is getting old, though. Man. No, it's fine. It's fine that he's yeah, not yeah. here. But there were rumors for a second. I just don't understand why he went to the Saints. I mean, absolutely no sense. for. I thought he was going to go to a contender, actually mm. Super Bowl contender, but he just went to the Saints. And, like, they're going to be great. Money. I think it's just money overall, man. I Adrian mean, Peterson is kind of a I mean, this is not to the Patriots, because if you're going to the Patriots, then you know they were going to go and look some deep run again. I just, I, please, please, the Giants, to the gods of the Giants <laughs> organization. Please get Eli some help. We understand offense does its thing. Please get this. Because all those things don't matter if Eli is in fear of his life from getting tackled. Yeah. All those all those things we just mentioned, Shepard and, and, and Beckham out there and all that stuff, none of that helps if the man has no time to throw the ball. It's, it's useless. You just put, you just customize the car with no engine. It looks great, but now what? Like yeah. you can't drive it. It's not going anywhere. You literally cut, or you customize an ill car with no steering wheel. Yeah, like the engine is great. Where's the steering Where's wheel? Steering wheel. I don't have a steering wheel. They got they got to do something quick. And, and you know, the only thing I hate about the draft really is that every year is always, well, this kid has potential. This kid's gonna be great for this team. This and that. And just like I know you're trying to be as positive as you can, but sometimes it looks like it's like public relations stuff where you're just hyping these players up, and then when they get to the team and they, they tell them to being a bust in the first round, it looks bad on your part because you're like, "Oh, this kid's gonna be special. He has all the tools." And the, it's yeah. like the most cliche things that people say they, in the draft. Say, yeah, you're right. Every year, it's the most cliche. He has all the tools. He's gonna be great. He's gonna be great in the system. He's gonna, he's gonna flourish. Oh, you wait a year on this kid, stuff like that, like. I don't know that. I, I, I mean, I guess that's the only thing you could say because you're trying to at least say positive things for these kids. But I just wish sometimes it could be a little honest they about things to be like, a bit. be like, oh, this kid's not gonna be that good, or, or he's gonna struggle, and you know, stuff like that. But it's it's still it's, it's only the first day yesterday. You know, today's second day. It's round two and three. The Jets, you know, they're really going situation. They've drafted a safety. They really want to go defense again. I heard now they're trying to get a pass rush in the second round. I mean, it's early to say, but they really need to get an offensive weapon at least to help out the quarterback because, you know, they got two young quarterbacks and they need to get as many weapons as they can to mm-hmm. for the core to grow. And it's, I don't know, Jets always been a defensive player, but these guys just try to, like, change everything around and start doing more 
offense for once in a while. You know, I'm good with defensive players, but come on, man. Just change it around. That's all I'm saying. You heard me, man. That's just what it is, man. It's just it's frustrating. But, you know, that's going to do it for today's show, though. You can follow uh, on Twitter and uh, Sanchez Facebook page. You know, Twitter account for us is Sanchez underscore 360. You can follow me at Mornish10. You can follow him at MRMECC. Yep, that's right. See you next week. Thank <laughs> you.